Welcome back. We hope you've been behaving yourself. This is Mary Lewis. And this is Jackie Noto. Welcome to Behave Yourself, a podcast on BA without the BS. Mary, what would you say is your character of the week? New season, new identifier. This time we're doing movie book characters. So in our realm of Schitt's Creek, you know we love a good Schitt's Creek. We're going to go from Stevie to Alexis for our gauge here. So in characters from Stevie to Alexis on Schitt's Creek, how are you doing? I love this new um, iteration, in case anyone was wondering. And this week, I'm a Stevie. I know it's the start of the new year when you guys are listening to this, but when this is being recorded, your girl is in the depths of T-red, tired, crankiness. And I'm just happy to be here today because I know that these recordings are going to lift my spirits. And when I listen to it, and it's like time travel in the new year, I'm going to be like, wow. I was able to fully rest and recover, and I am no longer feeling this exhausted. So I'm looking forward to experiencing that. But this week, I am a good old-fashioned Stevie. I'm telling it how it is, a little bit of a cranky beat. But overall, like having, I feel like Stevie has an overall, like, life is what it is. And there's a recent song I found that's like, it is what it is, what it is, what it is, what it is. And I've been playing it on repeat because it's like, this is what it is. And we're living with it. We're not, we're not going to make it a huge big deal. So I'm a Stevie this week. I'm so glad you gave that background context because yeah, we are recording this in the last week of the semester. It's finals week for my students. Everything's getting wrapped up. We're working on setting up for the holidays. So while you're getting this in the fun, fresh new year, we are doing this in our hectic zone. So similar to Mary here, I almost also said Stevie, but I thought it'd be nice to have a little bit of variety here and display that we're not just going to use Schitt's Creek characters. So uh, my character this week, if you're an Always Sunny in Philadelphia fan, is Dennis. And I know Dennis can be (laughs) a bit intense, and I'm not talking that side of Dennis, but when All the other characters on the show are coming to Dennis with their grand plans, their grand ideas. And he's just like overwhelmed, overworked, and doesn't want to deal with anyone else's stuff. That's the Dennis I am. Mary, do you watch Always Sunny? Nope. So one of the newest episodes that came out this past season was Dennis Takes a Mental Health Day. And he goes and tries to engage in all these self-care activities And essentially what happens is everything goes wrong kind of a thing. Um, So like, that's where I am. I'm in Dennis needing to take a mental health day zone. Well, that's right on because we are doing these recordings so that we can take a break. So kudos to us for planning being strategic queens so that we are able to have a few weeks of just working on ourselves. And by working, I mean relaxing yeah, even my uh, advisor, when we had a meeting this past week, I was like, yeah, and I'm planning to do this, 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 this over break. And she was like, and you're planning to rest, yes? And I was like, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, definitely resting. So yeah. we'll have to see when we come back if I've held to that. But that's, I think, a really good teaser for what we're going to talk about today, because while rest is so important and we should be resting, it's actually really hard, especially in academia, to get to a place where 
resting doesn't feel like punishment. And so I think it's, I, I appreciate you being honest about where you're at because they do think it can be really challenging and it's um, a little more like convoluted than people may realize. Absolutely. Do you have any recommendations to share this week? I do have a recommendation this week. It is a book called I Didn't Do the Thing Today by Madeline Dore, Letting Go of Productivity Guilt. I have yet to read it, but I was recommended um, that it would be a good read in the sense that productivity books are um, like the, you know, the genre. I was told that this book is a good summary of like five different other perfectionist productivity books. And it's, I've heard that it's rather short, a quick little summary. And so I'm looking forward to reading it because that is how I want to enter into my 2024. I want to be productive, but I don't want to be prescribing to this level of perfectionism because that's just, that doesn't add any value to my life right now. So that's my book rec. I'll keep you guys updated um, when I read it and my thoughts. I love that. And I love that you haven't started it yet because my recommendation is something that I haven't started yet either. Another book rec. So maybe like, I don't know, the first week of March or something, we could put out an episode where we do the takeaways from both of those books. So if you're interested in either of these books, read them before sometime in March, and then we'll do a little breakdown of what we learned from those books, what we found were the main benefits. And you could tell us your thoughts as well on Instagram if you'd like. So my book is one that's titled The Source colon, The Secrets of the Universe, The Science of the Brain. It's by Dr. Tara Swart, who is an MD and PhD. She's a neuroscientist and psychiatrist. So I'm interested in, you know, just learning more. I love learning any secrets, tools, tips, tricks that can help make me more successful in the life that I'm currently living. And it sounds like Mary's book is on that exact same page. So join us, read with us, and let us know your thoughts on these as we're continuing to read them as well. And I love that they're not behavior analytic. Mm-hmm. All right, Jackie, what topic are we spilling the tea on today? We're going to dive in to the snowbank of winter. So we're going to do a little bit of holiday analysis now that the holiday season is done, but also we're going to hit on some of those winter hacks, some ways to keep our mental status good during these winter months, because we know that they can be not super great for everyone who's experiencing them. So we're going to talk about, you know, winter time and how to make yourself more productive and overall just happier during that time period. Yes, great summary. I think maybe a good place to start would be talking about the holidays as a student, mostly because that's where we are in life. But I think it's a relevant conversation to have because it's not as simple as taking a break. I would say one of the biggest reasons why it's not that simple is because there really isn't any formal structure in the system to take a break. Don't we have the semester that ends and then two weeks before another semester starts? Yes, we do. But the deadlines and the projects that uh, we are working on are continuous. And so they Mm -hmm. bleed in to the semesters, there's not a hard cutoff. And I think it can be really difficult, especially if you're very passionate and you really care about your studies or you just want to do well to equally want to take a break and equally want to get ahead. It's like this 
um, dopamine hit of, you know, I'm already working on next semester's tasks by doing work over the break. And as we know from burnout research, that's not necessarily going to lead to a lot of success in terms of preventing burnout for the previous semester. So I think the most difficult part about the holidays as a student is that you almost you're the only person who can say and make the decision that I'm going to take a break. And it might feel like you are alone in that. But we're here to tell you, we're taking breaks. Breaks are real. You deserve the break. And we know that right now you've just come back from the holidays. So as a reminder here, don't shit on yourself. Don't think of what you should have done or what you could have done during that time. You're likely still carrying over that stress from the last semester. There's always going to be things that you could have done. But prioritizing or focusing on the past is not going to be beneficial for your future steps this semester. So focus on what you can do here moving forward instead of being mean to yourself for taking time to take a break or taking time to spend with your loved ones or your family. Focus now on setting new goals that we talked about last week and moving forward in this semester with a fresh perspective, a bright eyes, bushy tail. Right on the dot. Couldn't have said it better myself. I think the overall summary or maybe the most valuable rec that we could give for holidays as a student is to remember that behavior should be individualized and whatever you do make sure that it's best for you so as we were saying you deserve rest you should be able to take a break you are able to take a break that's a real thing in case anyone's like no I don't have to you most certainly are able to take that break but it can be really stressful so on the flip side there are times where you can do a little bit of both. I think providing an example might be beneficial. Personally, where I'm at, I am experiencing some symptoms that equate to burnout, emotional and physical exhaustion, feeling like I'm doing a lot of work, but then looking back at my tasks from a few months ago and realizing like I was doing a lot more during the daytime. What do you, what is that? Everyone, we're about to have some good luck because a ladybug just flew onto my arm during this recording. A ladybug. It's crawling up my shoulder as we speak. She's telling us rest is important. Welcome to 2024, Miss Ladybug. I'm going to let Mary keep talking and I'm going to get this lady outside so she can live her best life. Wonderful. So that's kind of where I'm at. The data, the data doesn't lie. Your girl is tired. That being said, I am taking a break. It's going to be approximately 10 days, which I'm very, very excited about. But I also have two projects that I would like to prioritize in order to prevent feeling really, really anxious coming into the spring semester. And so what I've decided to do instead of trying to get ahead on all of my other responsibilities is I'm going to take those 10 days. But then in between that time, I will be doing some work. And the way that I rationalize that and the way that I know that it moves me closer to my values is it's work that I feel equipped to doing. It's a lower rate of productivity, but it's things I'm really passionate about and that I know will move me closer to my goals rolling into the spring semester. But it's not anything that could wait until the next semester, knowing that I have enough time to be rested and refreshed. And I'm honestly excited to listen to this episode when it comes out because I 
firmly believe we will be in such a place of rest and recovery from all the research we've done on how to return your body back to those baseline levels of optimization and just overall well-being. So that's currently where I'm at. I will be doing a little bit of work, but I will also be taking a continuous break and I'm looking forward to it. And so that's that's kind of where I'm at. Jackie, where are you at? You know, for me, the winter season is always harder. And I think a big part of that is you're inside more, there's less sunlight. So for me, what I'm focusing on is mitigating some of those feelings that come during the winter time. So one of the things that uh, we're actually going to talk about today are those winter blues that I think a lot of us experience but working on finding shimmers during the winter that I can still enjoy. One of the things that I want to continue doing is decorating my home. Uh, A lot of us, right, decorate for Halloween. You decorate for Christmas or your own respective holiday. And I'm kind of thinking of keeping that up, you know, maybe decorating my house for Valentine's Day, decorating my house for St. Patrick's Day, because that's, that's fun for me. So looking at ways to change my environment to affect my behaviors. I love that. I did that with dish towels this year for holiday, for holiday, for Valentine's Day and for some Thanksgiving. And it was really wonderful. Yeah, those themed dish towels and themed area rugs really are like small steps that do change the vibe. They really do. We do have some winter hacks we'd like to share. Not that I'm equipped to speak on any of them because your girl has not experienced the real winter. The only thing I can recommend is Aquaphor and a heating pad. But Jackie, can you just enlighten us if you have any winter hacks? Because it can be a winter blues type of season. Yes. Let's start with like our physical winter hacks and then we can get into some of our mental health winter hacks. For physical. It sucks in the winter. You have your cute little hairstyle. You go out and it gets all staticky. Take a dryer sheet, rub it over. You're good to go. That static will disappear. Your bed is cold at night, right? Take a water bottle, fill it with warm water, put it under your sheets like an hour before you go to bed. And then when you go to get into bed, you just take out the water bottle and now your bed is heated. Get Hand warmers, if you're going to be outside for long periods of time, maybe you're a crossing guard, right? There's nothing wrong about having some of those simple hand warmers. They're little packets. You can get them at the dollar store. If you're going to be outside for an activity, keep your body warm. Our fingers and toes get cold the first, so take care of those. Speaking of getting cold, a big recommendation that I always give people when they're going to go visit Chicago during the winter Wear pants under your pants, wear leggings under your jeans. Just that extra level of insulation really does make the world of a difference, especially if you have that cold winter air cutting through. It's got another layer to go through. And then this last one is something that helped me uh, during the time I had Sunim's Korea, I ended up getting some frostbite on my hands. So when I was younger, I would have to put Vaseline on the back of my hands and wear like those dollar store gloves and go to sleep, but it's really great for maintaining that moisture in both your hands and your lips. So take care of your body, right? It doesn't have to go the same way every winter. Learn little tips, tricks, hacks that keep your physical self in a great place. Those were all excellent recommendations. Thank you for sharing. 
I think the most ironic thing about this time of year is that it's supposed to be the most wonderful time of year, but it can also be really, really stressful, especially as a student, probably for anyone else in the world too. I'm just saying that because we are students and that's from our perspective. And so I think discussing some ways to mitigate some of the winter blues may be beneficial and we can share some of the things that um, that we do to fight the winter blues because you deserve to have a nice time and to celebrate. But we also want to address the fact that this can also be a really stressful and chaotic time. And so it can be really hard to balance spending time with family and friends and enjoying the holiday season and kind of having that heightened level of stress. And even more so when you get back from the holidays, which is where you are at the time of listening, you're away from that system of support. So you might have a crash after the holiday season when you're no longer around those family and friends and you're alone again. But being alone and being lonely are two different things. Mm -hmm. So my first recommendation here for these winter blues, you've got to go outside. Our vitamin D levels are low during the winter. We're not contacting the sun as much. So even if you're literally standing outside on your patio, your balcony, your driveway, and just basking in the sun like a kitty cat for a couple of minutes. It said on online here that you should aim to get 10 to 30 minutes of sunlight each day, several times a week. So spending some minimal time outside. If you've got a dog, you're taking them for a walk anyway, right? You're already outside. But for those of you who don't have dogs, I think it's a lot easier to stay inside more often. I know that I would in the winter months. So taken. 10 minutes to just stand outside and bask in the sun. I suggest doing it around the midday because that's when it's going to be the warmest time to be out there is going to be beneficial for you. That nature dosing, we love. Mm -hmm. In terms of um, fighting the winter blues, I heard someone else talking about this on a podcast about this is very surface level, but honestly, this is an effective way for me to like cosplay being productive. So I wanted to share. They were, um, the podcast that I was listening to is called Gals on the Go. And they were talking about how to fight the winter blues is essentially things that you do in the spring and summer seasons when it's a little bit warmer. And when you're like doing more activities, you're staying out later because the sun sets later. Things like getting a spray tan or wearing a cute outfit or doing your hair or putting on makeup or doing a face mask laying in the sun, like those types of things to try to maintain some of those routines if you can, so that it allows you to contact that positive reinforcement that you receive if you do receive it, if that's the function for you, of feeling put together, of feeling like yourself, of feeling confident. And that's something that I've been utilizing during this season. Um, Some of the little things I do is I really love earrings. So I put on a little outfit. I make sure I have my earrings in, even if I'm in my PJs for the day and I'm comfy cozy. If I put some earrings in and my blue light glasses on, I immediately feel like 10 times more confident. And that's just how it works for me. Getting dressed up and ready to go like I'm a lawyer about to go to trial in my Elle Woods outfit, that really does it for me. And I'm just going to a local Starbucks to read some scientific articles. That's something that I utilize. And that's something that I would shy away from in the colder seasons or the seasons where you are experiencing that loneliness, like Jackie said, like the pause of all the hecticness where you're like, this is so stressful. And then you get back into your normal routine. You're like, "Mm, I kind of miss the stress and the chaos. And so I think it's a nice recommendation to just um, maintain some of those routines if you can and access that reinforcement. 
I love that. And a, a big part of this too, right? Just have fun with it. I think a lot of us prioritize dressing up or looking cute when you're going out. But I actually just gave this recommendation to one of my friends this past week. Dress up, look cute, do a photo shoot by yourself at home, do some new headshots. A couple of winters ago, I was having a rough time. Uh, quite a few people passed in my life in a very short time frame. And how did I deal with that? I made myself into the Grinch and I made holiday cards, right? You can take the feelings that you're having and put them into something creative, put it into something productive that brings you joy, which I think is a big part of winter, finding those glimmers in the season that bring you joy, that make you happy. Glimmers are for the winter season as well. They do not need to be neglected for that cold time. My glimmers for this particular season are to keep my holiday lights up outside for longer than after the holiday season because it is mid-December when we are recording this and I still have not put them up. And instead of stressing myself out about it because I love them, they're so beautiful, they're blue and they're just so warm and um, they make me really happy. So I'm going to leave them out for longer than after the holiday season because I'm a little behind and that's totally okay. That's how I'm finding some of my glimmers during this crazy, hectic, exhausting season. I'm looking forward to the time of technology where everyone just leaves up their lights all year round and you can program them to be different colors for different holidays. Ooh, that's genius. Like you're like, okay, it's Christmas time. We're going to do red and green. And then New Year's hits. You're like, perfect. Switching these lights to gold and white. And then Valentine's Day, you're like switching them to red and white. And then you could just go and keep switching the light. I think it would be so cool because I love lights and people yeah. love looking at lights and it yeah. just brings joy. It really does. And way better way to illuminate your home than a, a floodlight, you know? <laughs> yeah. Some of my glimmers during the winter times are one, slippers. My toesies get coldsies very fast. So I like to have some slippers to wear and then I'm just shuffling around my house in my little slippers. And then um, I really, so I'm lactose intolerant as you know, but I love a good cup of homemade hot cocoa. I'm not talking the stuff that comes out of the packet Swiss Miss with a water. I'm talking like we're boiling milk. We are <laughs> putting in cocoa powder, like the whole Watusi, curling on up in a blankie and reading a book. Mm. Winter is blankets, cocoa, slippers, books. That is a whole bunch of the most amazing glimmers all wrapped up into one. And you know, if our, just like everything else in our field, individualize, if our glimmers don't work for you, do your glimmers or if you don't know any, if you don't have any, if you don't have continual themes or patterns that happen in your life during different holidays, whether it be the winter ones we're in right now or the upcoming ones in February, March, April, ongoing, look at maybe creating your own traditions. If that brings you joy, if that fills your cup, figure out what you'd like to do for that season. So for me, when it's warm or sorry, when it's cold, I want warm things. I want warm foods. So all throughout the cold months, I'm doing things like baking cookies, baking banana bread, and my favorite, making soup. There is nothing like having a surplus of soup in the fridge. It makes me feel like I am a prepared woman. You know, like I would have succeeded in the olden times. I've got a vat of soup. 
It just warms you to your bones. Absolutely. I think if you don't have any traditions or if you want to expand your traditions, a way that has been beneficial for me is to evaluate your love language and then explore the traditions that are related to that. Your girl is more of a black cat kind of lady in terms of celebrating. And so based on my quality time and, you know, less sensory exposure, less social exposure for my holiday traditions, some of the ones that I've started is looking at holiday Christmas lights and driving through those. We did that as a kid too, but now I make it, I make it more of a priority for myself going to see a nutcracker, some type of um, holiday ballet. I was not able to go this year because I was ill, but that's okay. Everything, (laughs) everything works out in its timing. It is what it is. And then also getting a Christmas candle. It's a, when I say Christmas candle, I mean, it's a candle in the shape of a Christmas tree. And I started doing that a few years ago and you can get them at TJ Maxx or Ross. They're, they're pretty affordable and you can light them if you want or not. I think it's fun to light them because then I have an excuse to get a new one the next year. But those are based on my own personal, uh, like functional reinforcers for the holiday season, if that makes sense. And for those listening, that Christmas candle will be cheaper now than it was when we were recording this. Very true. Sales. That's something uh, I'm living in an apartment for the, by myself for the first time here. So I don't have all the decorations I would like. So one of the things I've been doing is after Halloween was done, I went and I got $80 worth of decorations for $10. When you're listening to this, the holidays will be done. Go take advantage of those sales. Things are going to be like 95% off and store it. And you don't have to spend as much next year. So go see if you can find one of those Christmas tree candles and you might get a nice discount. I do that with the wrapping paper. And that's that's been really effective. It's also so reinforcing to be like, I'm getting all this wrapping paper. It's so much less expensive. Wahoo! And also like one, the deal is so reinforcing. And then the other part for me that's automatically reinforcing is I'm so prepared. I am so prepared. I am so prepared. I'm ready. <laughs> Exactly. I've accomplished a task that does not need to be completed for another year. For 11 months, I am ahead of schedule. It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) It really is. I I do think it can feel very overwhelming, though, if you don't know where to start or if you want to change up your traditions or if you don't have any or when you're listening to this, the holiday season is over and you're experiencing some feelings of like, I didn't really do as much as I thought I would or I didn't know that was an option. I've definitely felt that way of like, man, I should have thought of that. But don't shit on yourself. Exactly. Don't shit on yourself. First of all, give yourself grace as we're going into this 2024 season, but you can always celebrate any type of year. And I would recommend Pinterest and YouTube as a girl who gets, I love TJ Maxx. I love Ross. I love Target. I love the grocery store, but I get so overwhelmed, like really, really, really bad. I need a list. Like I need my music in, like I need to be focused on the task or I will just forget everything and not and just, you know, it's it's not a good time. So if you're feeling that state, I would recommend go on Pinterest first and look up New Year, like January vibes. Or there's usually some type of like vlogmas or like vlogs for the new year and see like what activities, what meals, what decor people are, or just like the vibes. It doesn't have to be materialistic, but I would say that that's something that I did to kind of teach myself like what the options are of like, how can we make this a, you know, traditional holiday season or a fun, exciting new year? You know, on that note, 
maybe I'll make it a goal that by the time this podcast comes out, I will create a Spotify playlist of those affirmation songs that we talked about a couple of episodes back. Yay. So that listeners who do want to start their new year with some sort of positive vibe. Yeah. Go and check out that playlist. I love that idea. I think that'd be really beneficial. Some other things, of course, that'll help too, right? Ask your friends what they do. Ask your family members what they do. Everyone has different traditions. Everyone has different activities. And there might be something that's celebrated in January that you don't know about. One of my, um, I know we're a week past our New Year's Day, but a New Year's Day tradition that I created when I was a little kid was I would take my change jar and I would go cash it in and you'd get like $16. But for me, that was a great way to start the new year because now I have actual money I can use instead of a bucket of change. So thinking just what would make your new year a good start for you. Exactly. And I think this would be a great time to self-reflect. If there are any traditions you didn't love, if they didn't add value for you, if they were stressful, you didn't contact reinforcement from those activities, do a little preference assessment for yourself. And this might also help not should on yourself. Instead of giving yourself a hard time, you can say, hey, like, let's do a quick preference assessment. There weren't a lot of um, activities that I really felt were truly adding value for my holiday season. That's okay. What can I do next year? And I won't be doing those things. It's It totally works to change it up or just variety. Oh my God. Something I can't believe we forgot to put on this. <clears throat> a flipping vision board. I talked about it last week, but yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, how do we not have a vision board? I here? did like but a that whole, makes sense. that makes yeah. sense. Because we were talking goals. But yeah, that's another great way to start your new year, right? When you're making those goals, see the things that you're trying to work towards and visualize them and create a stimulus that will be a prompt in your environment towards reaching those. Uh, you, My kind of preference, I think, would be to do it the old-fashioned way where you're like cutting from magazines and making your collage like elementary school. But I know that Mary as spoken on last week, does it in a more technological way where she does a digital display, which I think is going to be easier for most of us to complete. So think about what would bring you joy. What would make you happy? How are you staying happy this week, Mary? What's been your hydration? My hydration this week has been the canceled podcast, and I brought it up because I had a feeling that Jackie also enjoys this YouTube. It's a podcast, but I watch it on YouTube, and I just happened upon the newest episode yesterday, and I watched it, and my jaw, they didn't have anything in the title that indicated that this is what they were going to talk about because I don't think they realized they were going to talk about it, and my, I was like, it was truly so entertaining. I'm also so happy for the girl who spoke on what she spoke on. And it brought me so much just pure enjoyment and like empowerment. And I was like, I bet Jackie has either heard about this or is going to watch it. And so I wanted to bring it up today on the podcast. Wow. Yeah, I watched it yesterday while I was doing a deep clean before I'm leaving for the holidays. I was just eating it up. Did you have a pause moment? Like I had a moment, like I, it went totally over my head. I was like, wait, wait, what? Wait, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And then I was like, oh my gosh. What I really wanted to do afterwards, which I don't have the time to do right now, but I wanted to go back and watch the original yes, episode that, that he was on with them because I was like, but like, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. 
Not a surprise, not a surprise. Um, based off my own personal dating experiences, it's the same flags that I've had. And then you think, you think one way and then the wool is pulling from your eyes and you realize that you've been giving someone so much more grace than they deserve. And it was yeah. really like a facade this entire time. Mm -hmm. So I, I can feel for her. I can empathize with her, but I'm just so proud of Brooke for coming forth and speaking her truth because I think so often we let things slide and then what happened, and this is like from experience as a people pleaser, as someone who continually tries to see the best in people, you let things slide and then you see it happen to someone else that you care about. Mm -hmm. And then you see it happen again. Mm -hmm. And then you see it happen again. So speaking up, especially with the platform that she has and mm -hmm. bringing this to attention, hopefully will have a punishing effect on the behavior of this individual. I don't even want to say his name. It's like Voldemort now. No, I don't think we should give credit to his name, but I think we can say. What if we call him Mr.? Love Mr. Yeah. M.R. Yeah. Love <laughs> Queen Brooke. And you could tell that Tana. So I want to go back and watch because Tana clearly is very, very upset. Like she's the best friend and she was like giving Brooke her time and her peace. But I'm like, she mentioned that she was really, really upset. She was in this state of like anger and frustration when they recorded with him. So now I want to go back because again, it just went totally over my head. And I was like, is she just an incredible, like, does she have the PR training that I want? Or is it like, I just didn't pick up on it and I will be able to see some of it. So I'm very curious and I will be watching it back as well. So while Tana and I are obviously very different people with very different lives, I think in instances like that, we operate very similarly. Yeah. So when I was watching that original episode, I remember thinking, hmm, hmm. Because if you had someone on to talk about this and you're supposed to be friends, like the whole, uh, so you think that people Osama. who hate Osama bin Laden are jealous, jealous of him? <laughs> that is 100% the kind of a thing that I would do yeah. if I was like, I'm tired of your BS. Yeah but I'm not going to blatantly call you out, but I am going to, you start calling out like those small discrepancies instead. Mm -hmm. So when I was watching it, I was like, something is so weird here. And Brooke normally is great about eye contact with the guest, even when the guest isn't addressing her, mm -hmm. which is another instance that has come up in uh, recent episodes. Mm -hmm. Even when the guest isn't addressing her, she will look at the guest. She will orient to the guest. And on that episode, I remember thinking, She's not looking at him at all. She's not looking at him at all. And now I'm like, this all makes so much sense. It's so, it's, the documentation in this digital era is immaculate. See, I didn't see any of those, which is why I want to go back and watch them. Who was the person that was ignoring her? Jojo Siwa. <gasps> see, I didn't watch that episode. Yeah. She it was ignored like, her? Yeah, whenever, um, like, she, she didn't ignore her. It's not like Brooke would ask a question and Jojo wouldn't respond. But like Brooke would ask a question and then Jojo would answer it to Tana. Mm. And like she would mm. never look really at Brooke to the yeah. point where like a lot of commenters brought it up. Yeah, she was not really addressing her at all the whole episode. Mm. That's a bummer. And even then Brooke was still like looking at her, trying to make eye contact with her. But with Mr. Nothing. It's just, it's an interesting thing. 
And then on top of this, I feel like this became like YouTube gossip corner, but I told Mary right before this episode, the other thing with Mr. is he just called out a six-year-old child. Mm. Like that is a, that's a high level of what are you thinking? I want to know if his girlfriend, if anything's going to happen with his, the person he's currently dating, that's where my head went. I'm like, when all of this comes out, because it's like, it was on like a news, like the Brooks, like, I was like, oh, this is going to go everywhere, baby. So some background tea here, you know, you know, just like everything else, these people are playing chess, not checkers when it comes to their personas. Uh, Apparently he and his girlfriend have the same PR team. Ew. So I'm curious if the reason why it's not a thing is because for like maybe their relationship isn't a thing. Allegedly. Yeah. I have I'll- no idea. I have no no concept of the inner workings, but right. a little conspiracy theory. I realize saying ew is very judgmental. I don't know if that's a common thing people do. That just gave me the ick as somebody who knows nothing about celebrities and PR teams. Wow. Okay. Well, that really talk experiencing it filled up my cup and hydration, but talking about it with you was also so hydrating and I knew it would be. So thanks for letting me go off on that little um, tangent for a bit. And you know what, with the time that that took, I think that that works to be both of our hydrations. Clearly we both got reinforcement (laughs) from that. So I am, I am good. I am good to go. Your cup is filled up. There's nothing like someone being caught for being a not great human. She had so many <laughs> bags. Like I was, I thought it was a joke. Like for the first 10 minutes, like she, cause she was nervous and like she did an, Brooke, you did amazing. She did an amazing job, but like you could tell. And I was like, is this a bit? Like, because the, the episode before that, I was confused why they were focusing it on Mr. And I was like, yeah. this is kind of weird. And now I'm like, <gasps> It makes so much And sense. I love it too, because Brooke is like, and here are all of my receipts. And I'm like, go off, queen, go right. off. Right. She deserves, she deserves to speak her piece. All I could think of is, um, is I used to be not as a child in the pandemic. <laughs> this is one of my pandemic fixations was dance moms. And all I could think was when one of the dancers, her name was also Brooke. Brooke made it to the top of the pyramid and there was like a scene in it where Abby Lee Miller is like, Brooke, you're at the top of the pyramid because I'm so proud of you for standing up for yourself and doing what you had to do to get this. And I was like, Brooke, I'm like someone, I'm shocked that this hasn't already been clipped and made like a new video <laughs> with Brooke from the podcast with Abby Lee Miller saying this about Brooke Highland. It was just so fitting. So proud of her. So proud. It takes It takes guts. It takes guts, it especially knowing the new audience that Mr. has accumulated for her mm-hmm. to come out and say that. And that's kind of one of my fears with all of this is for us, we're like, this is vile behavior. Right. For the new audience that Mr. is garnering who find domestic violence funny, mm-hmm. who find joking about populations of special needs funny, I worry that they're going to hear he was with seven women at the same time and they're not going to be like, that's vile behavior. They're mm-hmm. going to be like, praise he's such a god so i am interested what the results of this is going to be for his new demographic yeah and there's three sides to every story but i'm with queen brooke i'm just saying and that's the tea wonderful i think we spilled it all so we yeah it's all over the floor 
amazing. I will not be cleaning it up and neither will you. No, I don't have time to mop. Absolutely not. And that wraps up this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to make waves, collect data, and as always, behave yourself. We're talking to you, mister.